0: The Youthscape podcast. The
1: Youthscape youthscape podcast. Welcome to Youthscape's podcast. Yes, woo! Uh, I'm Martin Saunders,
2: and I'm Rachel Gardner. Wow,
1: that's the most professional intro we've done
2: ever. Ever. Do you have a middle name, Jonathan? Okay, so you're Martin Jonathan Saunders, yeah. And I'm Rachel Elizabeth Gardner.
1: Oh, that's very regal. That's very
2: regal. Very good. Very good. Yes.
1: Right, so your uh, initials were Reg. Yeah, and actually, Reg.
2: Reg. When I was at school, I was called Raggy for some reason. But yeah, oh, Reg. I missed a trick there. You should, yeah, have been, I should have been. Reg. Should have been Reg. Really. I know. I have Doesn't been, really yeah. make any sense. Yeah.
1: Well, welcome, listeners. Uh, welcome, particularly to uh, Superfan Professor Doctor Reverend Len Pagler. Do Glenn we know Kegler. that he is
2: still a Superfan? Yeah, he is. That's fine. Okay. Every time. Oh, okay, that's fine.
1: He listens on his his drive to <sighs> Nyack College, where you can study if you live in America.
2: I just have this fear that people will like send us one email saying oh that was an okay podcast and then from then on yeah. they're like they love, they love they're us. They're on the list now. They love us. Hello, well, they hello to uh, Ollie Deeks. Oh to Ollie Deeks. Yeah. And
1: to Vicky Pigott-Genge. Yeah lovely. <laughs> hello to both of you as we well. We hope
2: you still love us. If you don't this is a bit awkward but anyway. It is a bit. We still love you.
1: Uh, and please get in touch with all your needs to uh, <laughs> podcast at youthscape.co.uk Sometimes we don't know what to talk about so you know, give us material. Send us your jokes or funny reflections.
2: And yeah. um, ideas for a new game, please. Yeah.
1: Please. Rachel oh, really you, wants a new game. So we're, we're game? gonna launch a new game
2: yeah.
1: next week.
2: Oh, are we? Oh we right. are going Ooh. to launch
1: a new game next week. So, uh so watch this space. Oh, Listen, to this space, Listen to this space, I guess. Um, I thought it would be fun to start with some horror stories.
2: Youth oh, work, no, horror I, stories. Oh, youth okay, youth work, horror not, stories.
1: Not not genuine. It? You you look. <laughs> oh, I was going to tell you a scary yes. story.
2: Oh, I don't do very well with About a werewolf stories. or something. <laughs> yeah. If anyone
1: has a youth work horror story about a werewolf... Or
2: um, zombies.
1: Yeah, then, <laughs> then do email us. Um. So, uh, So no, I was going to start yeah. with um, stories of when your uh, church, nice, safe, friendly church youth group has been uh, attended or some might say invaded by those more difficult... Uh, young people, like who, the those church
2: the, leaders or the members the, of the uh, absolutely, right. but but when you yeah, you know sure.
1: you know when you try and reach young people who are slightly mm. on the margins of, of your your group or or indeed of your community, and actually they come and they do engage. Sometimes it goes a bit wrong, doesn't mm. it? So sometimes it goes really well, but sometimes it doesn't. So uh, I had a brilliant experience a, a long time ago where we had asked if we could start to invite this slightly rougher group of young people into the nice safe youth group and the vicar wasn't sure but eventually said yes and the first night they literally they went straight to all the toilets and then (laughs) stuffed the toilets with with toilet rolls and then just started flushing they immediately went and did that and i had to then say to the vicar straight away i was like you see as i said nothing nothing went wrong apart from there is some significant water damage
2: Actually, I've often been involved with youth groups where the real like little mischief makers are in the youth group already. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: the pastor's son.
2: Well, it could be the pastor's kids, or actually, it's always been youth groups that have been a a mixture of community, local community as well, and it's just absolutely fair. I have to say, I have a bit of a soft spot for the slight rebel for the rascal I do I, I, I think out and out destruction for destruction's sake is yeah. really unhelpful and all the rest of it and I've worked in youth groups where you know, people carried knives and guns and, and all the stuff around that that's a whole other level but I remember taking some of these young people who we've been working with in gangs in North London we took them to Soul Survivor <laughs> one of the early days I tell you this okay. and uh, we took loads of them and it was in those days that we hadn't really properly thought about adult to youth ratio particularly with you know, complex needs but we had promised them all a sunland so I was like if we take you camping and make you poo in the toilet in like the middle of a field we'll let you have a sun lounger so we had about 55 sun loungers and I remember two of the young people that we took with us had never been to a Christian event before ever they managed to, to nick the high-vis jackets, and uh, when all the teenagers were going down to the main talk, they stood at the main entrance from the hedge and redirected them all the way round so oh. the evening meeting started no. late. How genius is no. that? that it's so funny. Well,
1: you know that makes me think. So That's I had so I had the most innocent group of <laughs> young people and took them to Soul Survivor a yeah. few years ago, and they decided that what they would do. Would uh, it was wake up at midnight when we'd all no. gone to bed, and go to worship. the big top, get into the big top, and then streak naked and film the whole thing. Which which just creates a whole bunch of child protection issues, by the way. And uh, <laughs> they were, of course, caught doing this. Oh, of course this, they were. At which point, oh, no. they were asked, who is your youth leader? <laughs> and uh, and they what they did was they just they just put, took out one of the programs and said, This guy. This guy on the speaking team. He's our youth leader. He <laughs> we, told us to we, do it.
2: Were you in a B&B as well? I was in a...
1: No, I was no, in a b No, you on site. Thank I was on site in a tent. No,
2: that's good. But actually, that is a very genuine thing. And I think... There is a definite wrestle. And I think we, we want to be so careful, don't we, that we don't sort of say, yeah, you know, Christian youth like a kids so are really innocent and in the community are really Absolutely. bad. That language, I hate that language. But um, there's a definite challenge if you're bringing young people together who are who are different in terms of who they hang out with mm. and their expectations, their understanding of church. And I, I remember working years ago in, on the South Coast with an incredible church. It's a community church. Who bought a house on this particular housing estate, they ran it as a drop-in for young people. The young people showed their love by regularly lighting something and sticking it through the front (laughs) door and then, you know, but this church were relentless in their love of them. They would just come in, they would just repaint it, let the kids back in. And it was just, so by the time I rocked up as an outreach worker, the young people's love of this church was like through the roof. I mean, they still love to trash stuff but it was kind of more affectionate, you know, yeah, right. <laughs> like the odd face with a whinny out of it. it is
1: really, Is it's just young yeah. people of any kind pushing the boundaries to see if, working out. if, if yeah. you really love them. What
2: is this place? What yeah. is this environment? And actually I think for some of the young people if they've come from incredibly chaotic homes and, and, and in, in, incredibly Chaotic situations, actually a place that is not chaotic can feel really troubling, mm-hmm. and so I think we need to recognise that all behaviour is communication isn't it, Yeah. and so yeah. I remember being in youth groups, uh, a church youth group, so we had to ban young people for their behaviour, but then I, for, you know, I'd say you're not allowed to enter the church building, mm-hmm. but we'd make mm-hmm. sure the youth group was outside that day, so they weren't in mm-hmm. the church building, but we were still with them, so I think it's really important that we address that, but yes, so reaching marginalised young people, and the genuine challenge of how do we communicate that within the vision and mission of our church. And if actually we're not, if we're not for the young people in the 10-yard radius of our building, yeah, yeah. then what the heck are we doing?
1: So someone who's encouraged and inspired us and challenged us on this just this week mm-hmm. uh, is uh, is Joe Russo. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we, we had lunch with him yesterday and then I interviewed him.
2: What was quite hilarious was Joe Russo is Italian Manchester. He is, yeah. And we took him to a chain Italian restaurant. We took him to Picture
1: <laughs> Express. <laughs> You could see the look on his face.
2: (laughs) It was just so funny.
1: He said, Actually, I make my own pizzas.
2: (laughs) So he ordered a salad. He
1: (laughs) He did order a Greek salad.
2: (laughs) And I just thought that is so you and me. Even though we have all that information. Because we both had it in our heads, we're going to do that. We had to have that. So we took him. So we love him because he's so generous to us. He was
1: generous (laughs) to us. Joe Russo is the CEO of the founder, sorry, of the Enthusiasm Trust. It's
2: awesome. uh, Based
1: in Derby and, and the surrounding areas. And uh, and I talked to him uh, yesterday about the uh, challenges of connecting with young people uh, who are at risk, mm-hmm. and uh, and also how on earth your average church starts to engage with young people who aren't like church kids uh, but might be right on your doorstep. The Youthscape podcast. Well, I am delighted to be joined on the podcast today by my friend Joe Russo, who uh, is the founder of the Enthusiasm Trust, which is a, a youth work charity based out of Derby, but in various locations around
0: uh, the Midlands. Would it be fair to say, or the uh, North, the Midlands, and the Northwest? We, we actually work across the East Midlands. So our main areas are Derby. Uh, we work in element parts of Derbyshire. We work in Nottingham, uh, and we also work uh, within the Northwest. We've got a pro- project in Salford. And around Greater Manchester. At the, moment, At the moment, just there. But but one day the world. Uh, let's see. <laughs> so. I'm not sure. Though actually, I, would, I don't. I wouldn't mind doing something abroad. That would be really Which good. Ca- would you do Italy? Because you I'd are Italian. To, aren't I'd you? love to go to Italy. I'd love to go and do something in Naples. Uh, I'd love to. Yeah, I'd, I've done a bit of work in Africa in the past. I love Africa. Um, European countries, somewhere hot and sunny would be good. Good yeah. food, um, of course.
1: Yeah, again, you're, 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 you're uh, drawing on your Neapolitan heritage there. That so is you are, correct. You are that Italian, aren't
0: you? That is correct. I am Italian. Uh, I am a first generation uh, born uh, Italian, so my, that means my mum and dad are Italian. Uh, I was actually born in Manchester. Some people say that I'm not Italian, but I am Italian. I have Italian citizenship. I have an Italian passport, uh, which is very useful at the moment, because uh, mm-hmm. I can go anywhere. Uh, I also have a British passport too, so I have dual nationality. Yeah, I class myself as Italian um, I used to spend a month a year as a child in Italy, mm. which was fantastic, yeah. uh, with my nonna and with my aunties, uncles, cousins. Uh, and then in my early teens, we actually moved back to Italy for a few years. Then I came okay. back to the UK when I was about 15, 16. Is there an Italian word for podcast or is it one of those words that just... Um, what you will find within the Italian language, there are lots of words that are being used, that are English words, and they're being used. So, for example, weekend is a very popular word. Weekend? Weekend, yes. Uh, Facebook. So, originally, <laughs> Facebook, they used to call it Facebook, which is face, facie in Italian. Yeah. So, uh, I would imagine the word for podcast in Italian is podcast. Podcast, okay, very good. Or, we could put an Italian accent to that and call it podcast. <laughs> you can do that. I, prob- I can do I that, I probably yes. shouldn't. It reminds me of that old fast show
1: sketch. Do you remember that, where they'd speak in the Argentinian, yeah. and, then, and then it would end, Chris Waddle. Correct. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Right, we are showing our age now, I'm afraid, Jack. Correct. So, um, so, you've been involved in youth work for quite a while, haven't you, So, So, just tell me how much, how long you've been
0: doing youth work for. Sure. Um, well, when I was a youngster, I kind of wasn't really involved much in, in youth work as such, so I, I the the area of youth work I got involved in, uh, I boxed, and I boxed for about 10, 10 12 years, um, and then... Uh, In my late teens, I started helping out in a local church, and that's how I kind of got involved, probably in my late teens, early 20s. Uh, I had the great opportunity of, through my church, doing a year out, and part of that year out was with an organisation called Youth for Christ, And therefore, that was my first ever taste of doing youth work in youth clubs. So i have never done it before that. That was my first opportunity, yes.
1: Like most people, you were a Youth for Christ worker. I think almost everyone we've ever had on the podcast (laughs) says at some point, oh, and I did
0: a year as a Youth for Christ worker. Wow. Even you. Wow, fantastic, yeah. But the story goes in a different direction. It it does go in a different direction. Prior to that, I, I actually left school and I did an apprenticeship as a carpenter. So I'm actually a builder by trade. So uh, I'm not particularly academic, but I am good at making things. Do you feel a
1: deep connection to Jesus because of the carpentry?
0: Well, I actually, this will sound funny for your listeners, but uh, my the name of my first ever business was Joseph the Carpenter. That's really? my business name. Really? Seriously. So I got lots of businesses out of church as well. So lots of church need work. It was a great business model because I got the church, do the work there. And then a lot of the members of the church always needed a carpenter, needed a joiner. So yeah, my business was Joseph the carpenter. My
1: favourite ever Christian bumper sticker <laughs> sure. is yeah. Carpenter from Nazareth Seeks Joiners. Very good. I can see that you, yeah. you enjoyed that too. Yeah, that's really good. Great, so that went well. Uh, so so then, so you but you you carried on in youth work after that. So you you've been doing youth work now for am I right in thinking. 25 years, something like that? Was that,
0: Did you quote that yeah. number at me earlier? Um, well, Enthusiasm first began 25 years ago. So okay. that's how we began. So I guess I was doing it probably a year and a half before that. Okay. So 26, 20, nearly 27 years. I've and what? Years
1: tell ago. us what the Enthusiasm Trust actually he does. Just describe it for us.
0: So uh, Enthusiasm is a registered charity. We work with communities with various different backgrounds, predominantly backgrounds of disadvantage, disaffection, poverty, crime... Um, and we work with those communities, and, and what our aim is is to work with young people from within those, those communities to give them the best possible opportunities in life and to give them chances to make the most of their lives. So we're a youth organisation, we do youth clubs, we do mentoring, we work with schools, uh, we work with lots of organisations, including the police, the local authority, the home office, um, and our objective is about helping kids. And uh, and tell me where you get the name from, because it's, it's quite a surprising... Yeah. A resting yeah. night. So, so when I started, so 25 years ago, um, I was part of a church uh, program that was to set up a youth club on this deprived estate. Uh, and it was known as the the, the estate is called Allenton. It's known that's the name of the, the, the estate. And we were called the Allenton Community Church Youth Group. And it didn't really have much of a kind of ring to it. And as I'm a great person of coming up with names, i.e. Joseph the Carpenter. Very good, I like it. I I actually went along to a church meeting one day and there was a guy preaching. And he was preaching all about enthusiasm and how the word enthusiasm is a Greek, New Testament Greek word, entheo. And um, it means to be filled with God. That's what it means. So I thought, what a great name. And when I looked at the estate and the young people we work with, the underlining, the underriding factor was almost a great and a deep sense of apathy. Mm. So the opposite to apathy is enthusiasm. Mm. Great sounding name. It means we are enthusiasm for young people and uh, we're enthusiastic about young people. So that's why enthusiasm. I love it.
1: So you, um, you work with, it would be fair to say, uh, some of the, what we could turn the hardest to reach young people. So young people who are at the risk of exclusion yep. or, or who are excluded, sure. Uh, young people who are in uh, in care sure. and young people maybe on, uh, involved in gangs or at the risk of, of gang intervention. Mm-hmm. So is that the scope of the young people you work with?
0: So we would deal with, so there's lots of terminology, some people call them hard to reach, um, they're not hard to reach actually, they want to be reached. Yeah. Some people call them at risk and I guess the terminology we now use which is very much in line with a lot of conversation that's taking place. We work with vulnerable young people, yep. and the most vulnerable. Again, lots of people talk about working with m- the most difficult, and so on and so on. We just work with kids who find themselves in really, really, really difficult situations. We've got a, a really um, proven track record of working with individuals of high-risk mm-hmm. gangs. And, and that's, there's a spectrum there. So it might be an 11-, 12-year-old kid who's on the verge and kind of looks at the kind of life of gangs and starting to use gang language and not really involved in a gang and our job with that 11 12 year old is to prevent them and support them and show them a new way mm. right through to I mentor a guy who's ser- serving uh, a life sentence to for, mm. offer, for ordering the shooting of somebody yeah. so it's kind of that wide broad spectrum and and maybe uh, steering away
1: from those more extreme examples um, what does it actually look like to enter into the life of a of a young person who who is very vulnerable, and make a
0: discernible difference? What does that actually mean? How does that How does that happen? So, um, I think it's understanding and having context to that young person first and foremost. Uh, I do a lot of training around gangs, and uh, I use this illustration. It's called Boy X, Boy Y, and uh, if you read out that Boy X and Boy Y, Boy X is this guy who's. Uh, Not a nice person, getting involved in lots of crime, lots of negativity. And and it's a true case study of an individual uh, being excluded from school, um, violent towards his peers, involved in knife crime. In the end, he kills somebody and goes and serves a life sentence. So that's boy X. Then we look at the case study of boy Y, who is actually a victim, who's been a victim of child neglect, abuse, witnessed some horrific things in their whole life. Um, and has gone through difficulty. And, and I ask people when I do this training, who do we work with, who do we prioritise? The fact is, it's the same person. So many of the, the young people we worked with have got lots of background stories and mm. histories. Uh, so it's about getting into them as their life. So we don't work with gang members, we work with human beings, we work with people, we work with young people. Mm. And so it's about trying to engage them with a sense of compassion and just really caring about mm-hmm. them and being genuinely bothered about them. Um, we use this phraseology about kind of a boxing phraseology. We want to be in the corner for that kid. Yeah. We're rooting for them, we're believing in them, we're hoping for them. Yeah. And, and I presume what happens is uh, you get a
1: few knockbacks from those sorts of kids as they try and work out whether you're for real. Yeah,
0: it, it, it's a long-term program. It's a long-term relationship. Um, and, and often what you will hear is the good success stories. And I can give you loads of success stories. But actually the reality is there are it's there are constant pitfalls. There are constant things where you, uh, I, I use the terminology, falling off the wagon. These guys mm-hmm. will make five steps forward and three steps back. Yeah. Another five steps forward. So it is often difficult. Um, but I guess, you know, my example uh, is Jesus has never given up on me and I mess up. I mess up all the time. So that's kind of what we believe in. Yeah.
1: And, uh, and a lot of people will be listening and maybe have a heart, as we might say in the, in the church, yeah. uh, for, for these sorts of young people. And I mm-hmm. and, and, and would love to uh, have their church get involved in, in reaching these vulnerable young people. But it feels too big, it feels too far off. How how do you bridge the gap from our experience of Christian youth work as it normally is and the sort of work that
0: you're talking about, the average church doing? Is it possible for the average church to do that? Okay, I I think um, what I would say, it's not enough to have a heart. I would say you need to have a calling. That's what I would say. I believe to do what we do, to have a heart and to have all of the empathy is not enough. But you need a mandate and you need a calling. And I think if you believe you've got that, you will get there. So I'm, what I didn't tell you earlier is I'm a dyslexic guy. I left school with no qualifications. I, I was excluded from one school. I got in lots of trouble as a kid. My parents kept me on the right track. Um, and then I left school. I'm, I'm just some dyslexic carpenter. And now I'm the founder of a charity. So it's about calling rather than about heart or even about ability, although ability is, compl- is massively important. Mm. Uh, and it's about your character. So mm. you can learn skills, you can learn different things, uh, but your character and your calling are, are the real mm. critical part. Mm. But yeah, I believe um, if you've got the right people who have got the right heart and the right calling, yeah, that, what, what these guys need is somebody to reach out, to connect, mm. somebody to love them, somebody to care about them, that's what these guys need, and it's, yeah, and it's about being resilient with that. And, and what, what are sort of the
1: first step towards creating a project or a program that, that, that a, sure. a normal church that might not even have a, a paid youth-focused
0: staff member could yeah. actually take? Yeah. The first advice I would give would be this. Go and look around your town or your city and see who is already doing it. Sometimes we become obsessed with doing our own mm-hmm. thing. There's somebody probably already doing it. And if you can go there and help them and get involved in a volunteering opportunity, that's the first thing to do. Yeah. Why would you reinvent the wheel when somebody's already doing this, somebody mm-hmm. who's already got the mm-hmm. setup, up? And it's incredibly technical. So in the world of working with young people now, you know it's about making sure you've got all the right policies, insurance, you've got all the right... Information, so when you're dealing with safeguarding issues, when you're dealing with disclosures, yeah. what do you do when a kid turns up with a weapon? How do you deal with that? Because you have a moral and legal duty, yeah, yeah. and there's ways of managing those. It's really complex and complicated, mm. and actually, it can be risky for the individuals, and you have to protect yourself. Mm. So, the first thing I would encourage people to do would go and find another project, go to your local authority, and if failing that, um, failing that, then maybe you are called to set up your own thing. And can people contact you as the Enthusiasm
1: Trust? Are you up for, for helping people on the, the road there?
0: Yeah, our, our mission is to help young people, wherever, whatever, uh, however they're doing it. And if there's any help or advice we could give, we would happily do that. But there are lots of other organisations, your own, yeah. um, who will also give loads of... There's loads of great organisations. There's loads of great faith-based organisations doing some great work. Mm-hmm. Um there are those that are non-faith-based, so people would refer to enthusiasm as not necessarily as being a faith-based, even though I have a faith and where it came from was out of my, my Christian values and beliefs. Um, but we're not deemed as a faith-based organisation, but there are local authority opportunities. So we would happily help, we would happily steer, we would happily direct, we would happily give people advice.
1: And, and how do people find out a bit more about enthusiasm? What's the, what's the website?
0: Um, okay, so what I say to people is just Google Enthusiasm Youth or Enthusiasm Derby and we'll come up there. I think we're the top search there, but we are enthusiasm.org.uk. Fantastic. And, and final question, Joe. Uh,
1: just, um, I really want to just start calling you Joseph the Carpenter. I, I think that, I just love that. I think that might stick. <laughs> but, uh, but, but the final question really is, how important is it that the church... And, and Christians involved in, in leading youth engages with the sorts of young people and, and the agenda of this sort of, the gang sure. uh, young people and the excluded young people and the other, you know, marginalised young people that we've mm-hmm. talked about. How important is it that we do that? Should we just be funding you? You know, should we, we just be funding organisations like yours to do the work or, or does the church have a vital
0: role to play? I think there are lots of ways that the church can help. I think first and foremost, we're human beings. And actually, um, for me, Christianity is built on one commandment. Love God, love your neighbour. It isn't two separate words. It's one commandment. Love God, love your neighbour. We've got an epidemic out there with our young people. And um, what we do is we look at young people and we remember what we were like when we were young. But sometimes we forget what we were like when we were young. And actually, there are various different pressures on young people today. Um, the issues around North Korea right now, that's mm. very political, mm. that affects the mental health and well-being of our children. Because Absolutely. they see that. Absolutely. In the, and, and being bombarded through social media, social media has a massive part. So I, I'm, I've got this big passion about young people, and our job, uh, somebody said this, the role of an adult is to protect and to nurture children. That's our role, that's what mm. an adult does, that's what mm. a parent mm. does. And we need to do that. So I think the church has got great opportunities. One, encourage your own uh, your own people within your church. Look under your nose who have you already got. Or actually link up with other organisations. Again, I think there's, there's something about working together, working in partnership with other people rather than having to do your own thing. Um, but there is a big issue out there. Um, something that your listeners may not be aware of, but the, the, uh, the, there's a massive knife out epidemic right now up and mm-hmm. down the, the mm-hmm. country there's a massive epidemic around uh, kids and, and drugs and you know it, it, the amount of drugs that kids are smoking around um, weed and such it's just such normal behavior yeah. um, kids are walking our streets because of what they see on social media a lot of them are ruled by fear that's why they carry knives so there's big issues out there for our young people and there's a lack of hope Mm. There is a lack of hope, and that's the biggest thing that we can give. So we have a duty as adults to protect the most vulnerable and our children, and I think there's, great, there's a load of ways that churches can do that, mm. and I think they've got a duty to do that. There's some sobering stuff in there, some challenging
1: stuff, some exciting stuff in there as well. Joe, thank you so much for, for making the trip to Youth Gate Towers. Uh, it was great to meet you today. It's been a pleasure. Thank mm. you. The Youthscape Podcast.
2: So I'm I'm very excited to announce this is the last week of doing this game. I have loved this game. It's a brilliant game. But we've got a different game next week. So this is the Grand finale. And I think, Martin, what we should say, we should wipe the slate clean. And whatever the score is... Whoever wins this one It's next goal wins. wins. Yeah, next goal wins. I love it. That's an actual thing, isn't it? It's a football thing. Brilliant. So let's shall we, shall we shake on it? <coughs> wow.
1: There <that's>, we go. <laughs> your hand's quite moist. Word. Word. Word.
0: Word. Word. Word.
1: Word. Today's word is bless. How interesting the, the end game mm, is sent bless. to try us as a Christian word.
2: It can't be what we think it is, though, no, can it?
1: No. Bless
2: less I think
1: I think it does have a little bit of a spiritual connotation do you I okay. think it's I think it's to do with um when someone's got like the the touch you know like the the sort of the spiritual kind of like like they've been touched by an angel
0: okay, they're like okay. they're like the
1: I don't know where I'm going with this No, but they've, they've got a Stick you know it. like a spiritual like mm. favour on them um. no I don't mean that <gasps> I don't mean that you
2: wanted to use the word aura and you thought yeah, twice didn't you i, I did i, see I did but
1: like no i mean like okay. when they're when they're on such a hot streak on fifa 17 oh i see that they're they are, blessed they're like blessed
2: okay so i think the word so, is blessed though yeah. but i think I'm it's trying when to someone's really of, nice i think someone's some, really kind really nice well really oh, bless. i blessed? Th- i think it might be as simple that. as that wow uh yeah i, I think looks-
1: it, no i think it's a i think it's a thing where you've like You've had like a touch from a higher being that is has has enabled you. I'm still going with this. Has enabled you to be better at FIFA. Okay. I'm putting it all on that. It's all on red. Go! The word bless means someone who is really nice, like a good person. Bless. Martin, you're blessed. (laughs) Yeah. I knew I'd lost. Mine didn't even make sense.
2: Can I I make a confession? Yeah,
1: come on. A what?
2: (laughs) When you went to the toilet, I said to producer Rachel, come on, tell me what it is. Ah, oh, you've just thrown it away. But I thought I had to be honest oh. with you. Because I suppose everyone listening will know that there's no way I'll get any of these right. So Martin, I did officially win, but yeah. I cheated.
1: Wow, well that's a <laughs> metaphor for your whole if life. If you were
2: to see Martin's body language right now, he's sat, he's pushed his chair way back. <laughs> he's got his arms crossed. He no, he's not liking this. Not happy. No, he's not happy.
1: Right, it's the end of the podcast. <laughs> it's five weeks to go to the National Youth Ministry Weekend. Please book your tickets. Go to our website and buy stuff in the
2: oh, store. Oh, bless. Oh, see you bless. Later. You're so lovely. Goodbye. We'd love to see you at I'm the going. National Youth Ministry Weekend. Bye, Martin. I'll see I'm you he's gone. He's gone. Everyone, he's gone. He's out of it. He can't even... No, it's... Right, it's just me now. What should, what should we do? It's just me and producer Rachel. <laughs> the Youthscape podcast is always free, but if you'd like to support us, please go to patreon.com forward slash youthscape.
0: Weekend is a very popular word. Weekend. Weekend.